Hi therapists, welcome to another episode of Eh, I know, back to back. Oh my goodness, after not hearing from me for uh, the better part of a month, you hear from me back to back. Tonight I want to talk about deceit. Oh, treachery. It's all around us. I sometimes wonder why as human beings we have to stoop so low to get at what we want. I want to talk tonight about that. I want to talk about subterfuge, deception. Just recently, on a very grand scale, Jamaicans were made aware of deception on the part of our government. I know you're thinking, come on, government. They deceive us all the time. Why are you surprised? Let me just tell you everything that happened, right? So, since COVID-19 reared its ugly head in March of 2019, since we had our first case on March 10th, 2019 in Jamaica, we have been locked down. Schools have been closed, then opened again, then closed again, then opened again, then opened again just for examination students, then closed again and locked up. So we've been, it's been a roller coaster ride with this lockdown situation, okay? Um... Where we're at now, we're still at our nightly, at the point of nightly curfews. So, um, and the curfew information was recently updated. Um, so, every now and then, the Prime Minister does a press conference. And he will talk about what restrictions will be made. You know, what new restrictions will be made, what... Restrictions might be lightened just a little bit. So, uh, for the month of May, we had 8 p.m. curfew, a nightly curfew for 8 p.m., Monday to Friday. And then on Saturday, we had a severe situation where at one point, the, the island was under curfew at 12 noon on a Saturday, right, to be opened again 5 o'clock Sunday morning and then locked down again 2 p.m. on a Sunday. So then he changed 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. And then he changed 2 p.m. on a Saturday to 6 p.m. And if I'm not mistaken, he recently changed it again. So now we're at... 8 p.m. on a Saturday, right? Um, obviously, the small man is affected. Obviously, because if you make your living plying your wares at the market, right? Um, Saturday is your busiest day. And Saturday is the day that the prime minister is going to say, well, hey, we are going to close. We're going to lock the city down at 12 o'clock, 12 noon. 
And so if anybody's on the streets after 12 noon, you have a hefty fine to pay for breaching the COVID-19 protocols, right? So, of course, people came out and they spoke about, you know, you don't care about the small man. You don't really care about the poor people because here you are locking down the country at 12 p.m. on a Saturday when a lot of the people in the lower economic class, that's when they go out to ply their wares in the market to sell whatever they're selling in the streets. And so you're telling them, you know, that they can't do that. The religious leaders were also up in arms because, come on, Sunday's the day for long-winded sermons and three, four rounds of, of um, offering collections. And you've now cut that down and you've said to them, well, hey, everybody needs to be in their, ho their home by 2 p.m. on a Saturday. Not only that... But places of worship are only allowed. Well, first, they were allowed 30 people. Now, with the recent update of the COVID-19 protocols, they're allowed to have 50 worshippers wearing masks and social distanced. So it's been a really, real, real rough roller coaster ride for people. Um since COVID-19 reared its ugly head and the government has put in place certain laws to prohibit, you know, crowding, to prohibit um, socializing, to prohibit spread, the spread of COVID-19. Or that's what we thought very recently. Videos released from tourist resorts show overcrowding, mass gathering. I'm not going to say the name of the event, but it was a major entertainment event. And that video went viral in Jamaica. That video went viral. The entertainment sector is up in arms because remember since COVID-19 we have been under restrictions we've been told that every night by 8 p.m everybody should be in their home if you're not in your home you'll be arrested you'll be charged so that means that nightlife in Jamaica is not happening right now and let me tell you pre-COVID before this horrible scourge on our nation Every night, something would be happening, entertainment-wise. Once you're in Jamaica and you want to go to a party, there was always a party going on. You know, there's always live music and a band. There's always an open mic somewhere. There's always an, op an opportunity to hear real reggae music. All of that... At the Prime Minister's behest, has been shut down. So, when these videos from this party that will remain nameless were released, on the when it, when it showed what was happening on the tourist resorts, oh, 
public debates part. People saying, okay, so tourists can come here and, and be allowed to party and be allowed to gather and be allowed to disregard the social distancing and the COVID-19 protocols. But if locals do it, they're fined, they're charged, they're publicly shamed for breaching the COVID-19 protocols. And instantly we realize the deceit. On one hand, the government is saying, small man, you're the problem. You're the reason why our numbers aren't going down. Or you're the reason why we can't find the curve. You're the reason why we don't even know what the curve is anymore. Because the small man keeps breaking the rules. And the entire time, the entire time, the small man, the poor man, is being told that he's the one causing the spread of COVID-19. On the resorts, people are living it up. You know, margaritas in hand, whining on each other, having the best time, no restrictions, no curfew, allowed to do as they please. You know, so it's almost a case of two Jamaicas. And we always hear this. There are two Jamaicas. There's a Jamaica for the rich man and there's a Jamaica for the poor man. The poor man is fined and restricted for breaking COVID-19 protocols. The rich man is slap, given a slap on the shoulder, you know, and said, hey, oh, well, boys will be boys. You carry on now. I remember in February, there was a, um, a boat, a party boat capsized. Okay. Now, remember. We have a nightly curfew of 8 p.m., right? This is the directive of the Prime Minister and the Ministry of Health. We have a nightly curfew of 8 p.m. How is it then that we had a party boat capsizing? And I don't need to tell you who would be on the party boat. Would it be citizens of poor Jamaica? Our citizens of rich Jamaica, you know? So the party board capsized. And that's when the media started to shed light on the fact that, hey, while the rest of y'all are under lockdown, while the rest of you are enduring a curfew, these people over here are sailing the seas and partying it up. They're sailing to the little keys and throwing bashes over there. Or bash, well, we don't really say bashment anymore. This is a term only used in, only used by um, Jamaican British. We don't say bashment here anymore, but, you know, I guess that's what it is at this point. They're having island bashments. They're having key bashments. They're literally sailing away from the mainland. And having a party. And I'm sure their lawyers can always say, hey, we weren't actually on the mainland when we had the party. So can we be charged? Can we be fined for that? I find that it is so unfair. So very unfair 
that we have this obviously a case of two Jamaicas, especially where this COVID nineteen COVID nineteen protocols and restrictions are concerned. You know, so when the country and the media exposed the deceit of the government, a grand case of backpedaling began therapies. I have never seen that caliber of backpedaling in all my life, you know, but no amount of PR can smooth over what everybody is now aware of. The fact that there are two Jamaicas, one for the rich, another for the poor. You know, it's, it's a real issue. I've always said, we don't have race problems in Jamaica. We don't have anybody being attacked for the color of their skin. We don't have that issue. We, our motto is out of many one people. There are people from every single race here in Jamaica. And nobody cares what your skin looks like. But you know what we care about? We care about money. We care about money. And that is the color that matters here. Green. Dollar dollar bill. Do you know that if you're a poor Jamaican. And you have a rare illness. You don't have a chance. Of making it. Because nine times out of ten. People in Jamaica with rare illnesses. Have to go abroad. To see a specialist. Have to go abroad. To get a surgery. And all of that takes money. I can't tell you the number of times. People are on the news pleading. You know, we have a GoFundMe. Um, can you help us to get my brother to Miami so he can do the surgery? You never hear of rich Jamaicans appealing for anything. There is a hospital here in Jamaica that you can only go to if you're rich. We're in 2021 and there is a hospital here that if you don't have money, don't don't even look over there. Don't even look over there. They're not going to treat you. You know? You'll die before they even take your temperature. Because only the moneyed, only those born with a gold spoon in their mouth, are allowed to enter the hallowed walls of said hospital. I won't say the name. I don't want to be sued therapist, but it's the truth. You know, and sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I really wonder. How will we go forward as a nation if there's this obvious class divide? I remember when Usain Bolt, yes, Usain Bolt, the golden boy, 
worldwide, internationally. He moved to a certain community and he had a party and people from old money who live in that community complained. Do you know what they said Bolt should do? This is Usain Bolt who represented Jamaica at the Olympics three times. Okay. Multiple um, Olympic medalist, Usain Bolt. Title of the fastest man in the world, Usain Bolt. A name known all over the world. Do you know what those rich Jamaicans said? Those who were born in the money. Do you know what they said? He should go back where he came from. After all that he has done <clears throat> for this country, they had the audacity to say, Bolt should go back where he came from. In other words, yeah, you have money now, but you don't really belong with us rich Jamaicans because we have a very tight-knit clique. You know, our circle is small. And you, formerly poor country boy, don't belong here. I think the deceit that I'm struggling with is the dream that they sold us when we were growing up in school and they're telling us that we were one nation. We're not one nation. We're a nation divided by class. We're a nation divided by old money. I guess it comes down to racism after all. Wait, let's, let's look at it. Where do the people with old money get it from? You know? Where do they really get it from? It's coming from a time when my kind of people were owned by their kind of people. It's coming back to the plantocracy. So we may not really have racism in Jamaica now, but the classism problem that we're having is piggybacking off the race. If you get what I'm trying to say, I don't want to go too deep in this, but if you understand what I'm trying to say, the classism problem that we have, where we have a clear separation between rich Jamaica and poor Jamaica, is coming from that time. It's coming from the planto it's coming from the plantocracy. It's coming from a time when there were great houses and plantations. You know, so the descendants of those who own the great house are the people with the quote unquote old money. Are the people that literally still hold the purse strings in the nation. So even if you do pull yourself up by your own bootstraps like Bolt did, even if you did become a, an Olympic medalist, even if you did become the owner of the great house, they'd still say, go back where you come from. I mean, it's, it's, 
the deceit though the deceit of this island dream of oh we're all one people just rolling along until there's a law or a rule or an idea that someone feels is putting them in a box because hey I'm I'm rich I don't have to obey your rules I can rent out an entire resort and invite my friends for a party and your 8 p.m. curfew or 9 p.m. curfew means nothing to do with me has nothing to do with me means nothing to me that's for the poor Jamaicans that's for the ones who have to wake up every morning work toil and never really see what they're working for the rules are for them sometimes I struggle with that therapist I struggle with the unfairness of it all the unfairness of it all you know I struggle with the idea that there's really no utopia anywhere everywhere has its problems you know and the problems in Jamaica are economic there's a clear divide between rich and poor a clear divide between the haves and the have-nots and COVID-19 is making that divide even wider you know it's a sad sad reflection of everything that's going on in the country the divide is so real it is so real everything they said everything they taught us growing up about you know out of many one people and stuff all of that subterfuge therapist i thank you so much for listening to me i so appreciate you you know very recently there was a case of a 41 year old woman just driving her car over a bridge drowning and it stirred up this whole discussion on social media websites about um suicide and the importance of expressing your feelings and talking about whatever is on your, your mind and i immediately thought you know i'm so grateful for a i'm so grateful for this podcast and i'm so grateful for people who take the time to listen i thank you so much it really helps me to get things off my mind things that bother me the most i know i can turn my microphone and talk to you my listeners slash therapists thank you again for listening